Well, I think the scandalous thing is that Oxford University has produced, I think it's something like 80% of all the UK Prime Ministers since 1945, both Labour, Conservative and so on and so forth. The only Prime Minister, other Prime Minister who went to university was Gordon Brown. Being a Scotsman, he went to a Scottish university. So I'm talking about English universities. And I need to... Uh, uh, you've got a handout. You should all have a handout. Have you got a handout? Uh, I probably need to explain um, one or two uh, things about the English language after we, we had a conversation yesterday. <clears throat> um, PPE stands for... Uh, I can't remember. Politics, Philosophy and Economics. Uh, which is what most of these people do, um, although Theresa May um, did uh, geography. Now, what, what I'm planning to do is to play um, some, some videos of some of the uh, Prime Ministers, and then I'm going to ask you to decide which one is the best. So you've got to do the work. Uh, not, not yet. So I'm going to play one at a time to begin with, um, and I think uh, Guy is going to help me with this. Okay, we need to stop. Can we go back to Wilson? Is that too quiet? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, see if I can make it any louder here. I think we can just do it on here, can't we? Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's try again and see what happens. And as the public orator has made clear for a Yorkshireman to express his view, it was no easy thing to do. Okay, you can stop it. Now, Harold Wilson um, was a Yorkshireman, as he's saying there, and so am I. And that's not the reason that I'm a great admirer of Harold Wilson. Harold Wilson spent a lot of time with Lyndon B. Johnson uh, refusing to get this country involved in the Vietnam War. Um, in some ways, I think that was his greatest, greatest achievement. So that was Harold Wilson, and I think you'll know who the next one is. As you know, Mr. President, conservative policies are not for the benefit of politicians. They are for the benefit of the people. Those from the Labour Party expect the Iceberg Manifesto, one-tenth of its socialism visible, nine-tenths beneath the surface. Um, one of the few things that Margaret Thatcher took advice about was public speaking, and she relied very, very heavily on her speechwriters. Um, and as you can see, didn't do a bad job. Uh, the only other thing she took advice on was physical appearance. Um, so she had all her teeth capped, uh, she had her hair in elaborate uh, hairdos, and in fact you could say that she looked 120% female. And this was of course quite important um, because she was the first English uh, woman Prime Minister. We now have another 
and I'm not going to show you any clips of her because I'm sure you've seen plenty of them quite recently. <laughs> They regarded her as one of the people. She was the people's princess. Want to be the Labour leader who won three successive elections. I want to be the first Labour leader to win three successive elections. Okay, that was that was Tony Blair, um, another. Oxford graduate, although, and he went to, this is another thing that uh, the Europeans among us need to know, that if an Englishman says that somebody went to a public school, they actually mean that he went to a private school. Uh, Tony Blair went to one of the poshest private schools in Edinburgh called Fetis, and then from Fetis he came to Oxford where he played around doing rock music and all that sort of thing. Um, and he clearly had a very good time. Uh, the, next, the next one that you're going to see, again, you'll know. Um, uh, it's David Cameron, and this is from a few years ago. Marriage rates went up. If divorce rates came down, if people stayed together for longer, would society be stronger? My answer is yes. And when we have negotiated that new settlement, we will give the British people a referendum with a very simple in. <laughs> Sorry? Now, the other thing uh, uh, our non English people need to know is that it's not just that um, public school means private school but there's a kind of league table among private schools. And so uh, David Cameron went to a school called Eton College in Windsor. And it, it is unbelievable how many of our prime ministers went to Eton. Sir Alec Douglas Hume, who's another uh, Oxonian. So there's this incredible um, tendency for British prime ministers a, to have gone to a private school, B, to have come to Oxford. And you would think that there were no other universities in England. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've taught at about five or six universities, including this one. And the other ones were very good universities. Manchester, Essex, and so on. Does anybody? No, it's just Oxford. Anyway, uh, at this point, I hope you've got your bits of paper. And what I want you to do, I'm just going to ask, uh, ask Guy to play the tape right from the beginning to the end. And as you're watching it, I want you to score each of the speakers and give them uh, from one to ten. One is hopeless, ten is brilliant. I'm not going to tell you what I think, because the title of this talk is... Uh, which Oxford Prime Minister was the best speaker, I'm not going to tell you. You're going, we're going to tell by having a vote uh, after the, we've spoken to this. I, I do have an opinion, but I won't reveal it until after the vote. And as the public orator made clear for a Yorkshireman to express it to, it was no easy thing to do. 
Mr. President, conservative policies are not for the benefit of politicians. They are for the benefit of the people. Those of the Labour Party expect the Iceberg Manifesto, one-tenth of its socialism visible, nine-tenths beneath the surface. <laughs> they regarded her as one of the people. She was the people's princess. I want to be the Labour leader who won three successive elections. I want to be the first Labour leader to win three successive elections. If marriage rates went up, if divorce rates came down, if people stayed together for longer, would society be stronger? My answer is yes. And when we have negotiated that new settlement, we will give the British people a referendum with a very simple in. Okay. Um, if people could just put their hands. If people could just put their hands up. Um, how many votes do we have? for Harold Wilson. Two. Your best. Your best. Sorry. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Who, who was... No, no, I want to know... What, what I want to know is how... What, uh, how, how many people uh, thought that Harold Wilson was the best speaker? Two. Um, who was next? Thatcher. Hands up for Thatcher. Okay, seven. Um, Blair, hands up for Blair. Ah, oh, interesting. Loads of votes for Blair. Blair. Um, Cameron next? Right, hands up for Cameron. Leave your politics out of it, please. <laughs> Hopeless. Well, as the Speaker in the House of Commons would say, Blair has it. Sorry? So, uh, and I, I think that's really, I, I'll just find a piece of paper where I, I've put down my scorecard. I actually. Um, if it hadn't been for this ridiculous referendum and all that sort of stuff, in gold medal position, I would have had um, Tony Blair and David Cameron. David Cameron became leader of the Conservative Party because he was a good speaker. Uh, it was a beauty parade. He made a, a speech that he'd memorised. He didn't use a script, and he was brilliant. And he, he was quite good. But uh, history has overtaken us, so he doesn't get the, the thing. I would have given... Um, Thatcher a silver medal because she did work at it quite hard um, the bronze medal you haven't seen the clip from but again probably the most important Labour Prime Minister ever was Clement Attlee Clement Attlee was a public school boy 
educated at University College just across the road from this one. He was a terrible speaker in speeches and everything else. I've got one interview which I, I tried to get onto the disc and I couldn't manage it, where um, an interviewer says to him just before uh, an election, a general election, um, uh, Mr. Attlee, is there anything you'd like to tell us about uh, the forthcoming election? And he replies by saying, well, we haven't decided yet. I'm trying to get away from this interview to, to have a meeting to discuss what's going to be in our manifesto. <laughs> There's another clip where he's talking about Harold Wilson's victory uh, in the general election. And again, hopeless. He had little specks, he had a moustache, he looked a little bit like Hitler. <laughs> but without Attlee, the 1945 Labour government, this country wouldn't have the thing that it's most proud of, Remainers and Brexiters alike, which is the National Health Service. And that was down to Clement Attlee's Labour government. Um, so there you are. You have decided exactly the right choice that Tony Blair. Uh, was by far the best speaker. And then there's a clip there where he said, I don't want to be the first Labour to win three successive elections. I want to be the first Labour leader to win three successive elections. I think if he hadn't foolishly handed over the premiership to Gordon Brown, he might well have won a fourth general election and we wouldn't have had all this nonsense that we have at the moment. Thank you so much.